0: Intermission episode. We haven't done an intermission in a while, so
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> I'll record this just in case. But anyway, yeah. So, um, been playing anything besides The Quiet Man?
1: <laughs> uh I picked up Sekiro. Oh, really? Yeah i uh, I happened to be in Memphis at the time. I was on my way out of Memphis, and I happened to see... I got suckered in, essentially, is what happened. I happened to see that you get a a weird little letter opener if you had pre-ordered it. And I think that was the night before I was leaving, the night before it was coming out, and I decided to pre-order it. And then I got on my laptop and decided I didn't want to pre-order it because it felt too indulgent. But then the (laughs) the next morning, as I was heading out of town to come back to Boston... I decided, I'm like, well, let me just stop in. If they've got any extra ones, I might pick it up. I mean, I haven't finished Resident Evil, and there's absolutely no reason I should be buying this game. I have. I also picked up Steinsgate Elite and have played maybe 30 minutes of it, so I definitely shouldn't buy this game. But I walked in, they were like, oh, yeah, we have one extra. I'm like, all right, yeah, right. You have one extra letter opener. I don't believe that for a second. But they did say they'd give it to me, so I just said, what the heck, I'll pick it up. Actually, I was on a bit of a tear that day. I picked up two 3DS games also. Really? What did you pick up? Yeah, I almost picked up a Switch game because I feel like I haven't given my Switch enough love. Um, So I had picked up some Genesis or some Sega, some Sonic game. On the 3DS? No, on the Switch. It was a discount game. What was it? It was Sonic something.
0: Crap! I don't know. I'm not it was
1: either. it was a budget game. It wasn't like a, a brand new three D game.
0: No, but disc
1: or yeah, I guess? Sonic Mania Plus.
0: Oh, Sonic Mania. Okay.
1: Yeah, I heard this was pretty good. Yeah, it looked okay from the box, and since it was budget, I figured I would pick it up. Yeah, give me a nice excuse to play the the switch. But I was just kind of wandering around trying to decide if I actually wanted to get Sekiro and happened upon their 3DS selection and realized I've also still never really played Zelda and they had both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask for the 3DS. Both used so they weren't that expensive so I figured I would grab those so I actually put Sonic back, felt a little bad about that. But. So you picked
0: up, what is it, the remakes of... Ocarina of Time and yeah. George. they are not one combined thing, are they?
1: Right. No, it's two different ones. I got you. Okay. As well, part of like the select, select line or something.
0: Nice. Very good.
1: Yeah i uh, I may have started Ocarina of Time once, and played the first hour, and said, "Yeah, this is this is pretty good." I wish I had played it when it came out. Yeah. Uh, so
0: you own a Switch, and you have not played Breath of the Wild.
1: I have played a bit of it. Uh, I thought it was quite overrated. I don't know. I have a thing. I don't really like open world games. True. I played that. I I thought it was an amazing game, well made. I got. I played maybe three or four hours of, of it, and then I was just kind of lost trying to get somewhere, and it took so long to walk anywhere, and then I kept dying, and I just said, "Yep, this is why I don't like open world games because." It's taken me a long time to walk over here and die, and I don't even know if there's anything over here. I don't know if I'm going in the right direction. Hmm. Uh, definitely did not give it a fair shake, obviously, but I don't know. It was good, but it' not my type of game at the moment. Okay. I would suggest you at least try it
0: again. I, I have nothing to say because, well, I haven't put that much time into it either, but I have put a good amount of time into it. But, um, well, there you go. So have you tried the new Souls game?
1: Yeah, I only started it before I had to leave. I, I just took an impromptu trip this week back to see my parents since uh, I missed them at Christmas. So I have actually had, haven't had Christmas yet because my condo almost burned down on Christmas Eve. right. So because of that, I never went back. And then a couple weeks ago, my mom broke her arm. So she hasn't been super mobile, and then she wasn't very good about not using it. So she actually kind of messed it up a little bit, and then they had to re-break it and put put a metal plate in and put a cast on it as of last week, last Friday. So she's been really incapacitated, and I realized that since next week I'm headed out of town for a week and a half, and then my parents are busy for a couple weeks. I haven't seen them in a long time, and I just kind of had this itch to say you know what i'm just going to go home and say hi to the parents bring them some christmas gifts help them out and see you know what whatever my mom can't do at the moment which is basically everything yep see if i can just help them out for a couple days so Mm. midweek i just kind of decided on tuesday to drive home and then came back today so a bit of an odd trip but how how long was that drive uh just about five hours on the nose gotcha
0: That's that's quite a drive.
1: Yeah, I got in some good audiobook time.
0: There you go. What are you listening to? Uh,
1: I finished up an odd one for me because it's not really my type of book because it's not like genre fiction, but it was Water for Elephants, which apparently they made a movie out of, but I have not seen. Nothing terribly interesting. Just about a guy who joins the circus and falls in love with the trainer's wife and Basically, I, I did like the way it was structured because it's kind of book-ended, so beginning of the, of the story, end of the story, and at a few points in the middle, they cut to him at 93. Mm-hmm. And he's basically retelling his life story. So, again, not my typical type of book, but, you know, very well written. Yeah, interesting. Sure. And then uh, finished that up on the way home, and then started Jurassic Park again on the way back. There you go. 29th time is the charm maybe
0: speaking of Jurassic Park I uh Laura and I picked up HBO Go oh nice and we watched Westworld
1: yeah based on a Michael Creighton yeah story.
0: Uh, that is fantastic
1: yes it is that is
0: I, so I wish I could good.
1: rewatch season one for the first time with more focus because I loved it, but I was only paying maybe eighty percent attention until it started to get really good the last like three, four episodes, and then I was like savoring every minute of it, and I was just like, "No way!" I, I won't. I won't say anything to spoil it for anybody who who hasn't seen it. But I mean, that shows good throughout, and then just ends really strongly on season one.
0: Yeah, and then season two is like just bonkers. Yeah really good though anybody out there who's listening to this definitely check out Westworld it is really good um, but yeah we watched that in a week
1: both <laughs> seasons yeah both seasons wow
0: it's actually not that hard because only, it's only 20 episodes
1: yeah so true.
0: you know you could get out two episodes a night kind of thing 10 days roughly you know given you know, yep. Saturday uh, we watch an extra episode or something like that Uh, Yeah, we were addicted to that. Um, Laura has started Game of Thrones. She's never seen it before.
1: Oh, for the first time.
0: Yeah. Um, I, as everyone, I know you know, I watched the first two seasons and said, I don't know if I like this. And stopped. (laughs) Um, She's now on season two. Um, She seems to like it. I don't know if she'll feel the same way like I did. I just didn't like how they just kept introducing so many characters, and I was like, I can't keep up with all these people.
1: Yep. It's it's funny. They always talk about how, like, if it's a book, it's got to hook you on line one, page one, chapter one. Yeah. Game of Thrones was a weird one for me because I didn't necessarily like the first book until I was about 100 pages in, which is, you know, up to half a book for a lesser book. For these books, you know, 100 pages is still just getting started, but... But it was that exact reason. I was like, I don't know what's happening because there's all this geography being talked about, all these families. Every family has multiple members you know. other than essentially Tyrion and Jon Snow who are far and far away, the at least for me, the first time reading it, the most interesting and the the most unique characters. I'm like, other than them, I don't know who anyone else is. And yeah, again, it was, it was that same point of I just felt overwhelmed by the number of characters and places and all that, and didn't love it at first. But man, did that book hook me! I told you before, right? I, I before I read that, I would have I would have said that a true statement is I don't like fantasy. Yeah,
0: that was the one that turned you.
1: Yeah, that that between that and Dragon Age, yeah, those two combined, I'm like actually good fantasy. I do like. Yeah. And then, since then I found some other some some other gems, but those are the two that really convinced me to rethink my stance.
0: I read the first book of the Black Company that's pretty good; it's got a lot of mysticism and stuff in it um sometimes it's hard to follow <laughs> but uh I didn't mind it. There's a lot of books in the Black Company, yeah. Um, but I enjoyed the first book. I've got the, I, I just like on Amazon, I got like the book one, two, and three, like the comp, the combo thing. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I never jumped into the other two books. I don't know why, but I did, uh, I was like, I want to make a conscious decision to try and read. So I, I actually brought it to work with me and stuff like that and was reading a little bit and I was like, okay, I can get into this. It's got like, it's very dark fantasy, like, very violent, very visceral.
1: Um, yeah, I want to read more of the Witcher series, too, as far as fantasy series go.
0: Yeah. But yeah, nah. Uh, we did that... Uh, I actually finished with Laura. Uh, Dexter. Oh, nice. Love the first I... four seasons of Dexter, and then the fifth season was crap.
1: See, that's... I I think I watched the first four seasons, never started the fifth, and now I kind of don't want to.
0: Well, the fifth season's crap. The sixth season actually kicked it back up a notch. And I was like, okay, okay. I can get down with this. And then the ses- seventh season is just, hmm. And then the eighth season, well, we all know how that ends. And, well, I don't know. Laura said, Laura t- like you yes, asked Laura... What did you think of Dexter? She's like, I hated that show. I was like, then why'd you watch eight seasons <laughs> of it? You know, and she, she's like, I don't know because at, at times she enjoyed it, and at times she, she really hated Dexter. She hated him as a, as a as a character, character as a person as a character. Just like just hated hated him because he was just like so self centered. Yeah, and you know, I mean, well, obviously he's a sociopath, but I don't know. But yeah, we finished Dexter. Uh, kind of fell off. X Files got probably f- five seasons in.
1: X Files is a weird one for me because it's so influential in the things that I like, but it came out at a time before serialization was common, right? Like it was, it, it was very, it, it was very individual. Like some episodes were good, some episodes were bad. It wasn't as bingeable because they're so random.
0: Yeah, that's the biggest issue, is like, even like deep into like season four and five, and even like I remember six, it was just like, they're still Monster of the Week episodes, and I'm just like, you gotta eventually get out of that.
1: X Files is very old school. And to be honest, when they did, I don't know, like, it was still so early in making season long story arcs that I just don't think they were that good at it to be honest. Like I I actually really didn't like what were there nine seasons total?
0: I I think ten, with that them coming back.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the original seasons. Yeah, the original seasons were nine, I believe. Yeah, nine and then two new ones. I actually I like both of the new seasons a, a fair amount. And I actually like I think it's the last two seasons of the original run. Where Mulder wasn't even really in it, and it was Agent Doggett instead. Yeah. Uh, Robert Patrick. Yep, Robert Patrick. I actually really like those seasons in the same way I really like the last two seasons of Stargate SG-1, where they, they completely switch it up, completely. And it's almost like they tried to do a reset, gave it two seasons, and then gave up. Um, but I I liked that the X Files didn't take itself so seriously in those last two seasons. It yeah. it, it kind of went back to monster of the week, but to me that felt lighthearted because when they were doing the the season long arcs, like when Scully had cancer, that you know I, I stopped watching the X Files at that, that point in time during the original run. I just I it was kind of boring. Yeah, and that. That, that's a very hard thing to say about one of my absolute favorite shows of all time.
0: I mean, it, it did. That's why we stopped. You know? Yeah. I, I was like, you I mean, want to you know, like, watch X-Files tonight? Yeah. She's like, no, not really.
1: So. That, that's that's the perfect show to be like, just watch the first couple of seasons and then maybe watch a handful of the best episodes from the rest. Yeah. And then you've gotten most of what you need. Yeah. Um. Yeah, C- kind of sad that, that it, it couldn't maintain that quality. But you know, it was it, it was at a moment in time where they weren't really ready for that yet. I don't think the writers had really figured out how to captivate audiences for a season at a time instead of an episode at a time. Right.
0: So, and you heard that Supernatural is ending
1: finally. Yeah, 15 seasons. 15 freaking seasons, man. That's one I ought to get back into. I watched seven or eight seasons, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah, we're caught up. Wow. We're caught up at least to to Netflix. Uh, Season 14 should be hitting Netflix next month. Either next month or May. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, next month is only, what, three days away?
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's true, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, I, I absolutely love that show.
1: Yeah, me too. I, that's a show that really surprised me. I, you know, we've talked about this a few times. I just never expected it to be that good before I started watching it, and I never expected that mythology to be so tight.
0: Well, yeah, you were the one that told me about it, and yeah. I was like, I had always had it in my mind, oh, this is this is made for for. The people who watch the CW, which is teenage girls,
1: yep, and, and that's that's what I thought too before I watched it.
0: And I would say probably the first season was kind of like that. I uh, had the monster of the week, you know, had the Pretty Boys doing their their monster hunting stuff. But then yeah. all of a sudden they started saying, "Oh no, we're actually connecting all this stuff," and also we're making, you know, these two main characters like. Goofy nerds, uh, and like just completely going off the rails on everything. <laughs> I absolutely love that show. It's and Ken, yep. I turned Ken onto it, and now he he watched every year, he binges the entire series. No way, yes, he does it every year <laughs> to get prepared for the new season that's about to release on Netflix.
1: Oh, that's awesome,
0: yeah. He absolutely loves that show. And I actually
1: did that. The only show I've ever done that with is Game of Thrones.
0: I see, that's, that's Season one.
1: 3, Season 4, Season 5. I think I stopped at 4. I stopped when it passed the books.
0: Ah. So, I mean, even Game of Thrones is a lot like Westworld. There's only 10 episodes per season. They're pretty easy to get through. Yeah. So, um, but I'll tell you the... The the hardest binge I've ever done was actually with my wife before we got married was Mindhunter.
1: Oh, yeah. I still haven't seen that other than the first episode. Oh, my gosh, dude.
0: So it released, I think, early in that week, like Wednesday or Tuesday. And I was like, what's this Mindhunter? So I I, I watched like the first probably 15 minutes of it. And I was like, this seems like something me and Laura would like. So I stopped watching yeah. it. And that Friday she came over and she spent the weekend with me and we watched the entirety of Mindhunter from Friday to Sunday. We <laughs> did we left the house once. It was like ten o'clock at night. We went to a supermarket and we got a bunch of junk food and we went back and finished Mindhunter. <laughs>
1: It's true love. <laughs> I
0: was like, I don't think I've ever done this. Like, period. I used to have hardcore gaming sessions, but I've never had a show binge like this. Oh, yeah, I have. Great. One
1: time. Yeah, it was pretty good. I felt like I felt pretty awful after I did it. The, the hardest I ever binged was when I was racing through SG-1. I'm not sure if I told you that. I was racing a, a buddy of mine. And... I think I watched 18 episodes in one day. Holy shit. So it was about 14 hours of TV. God. And that was... (laughs) I was trying to do a whole season in one day. I'm like, 24 episodes, 24 hours? Can't just be a coincidence, right? Uh, I didn't make it through 24 episodes, though. You gotta sleep sometime. Yeah, it was weird starting to watch TV at like 7 in the morning as if it were a job. (laughs) <laughs> I woke up, I'm like, I'll grab a coffee and I'll sit down and watch some episodes. Yep. Take a few bathroom breaks and just straight through lunch, straight through dinner. It yep. was... I was like, I am determined to win. If only because I want the bragging rights.
0: Well, there you go. Did you beat him?
1: I did beat him. Well, Although I had started off watching season 10 beforehand. Or I started with season 10. So... I mean, I was, I was already ahead anyway, but... Uh, Damn,
0: how many, episodes, how many seasons of SG-1 are there? I think ten. Ten 10? seasons. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that show lasted that long.
1: Yep, and then five seasons of Stargate Atlantis, and That's then right. two
0: seasons of Universe. I didn't even know they made Universe. When was this?
1: This was, ooh, I want to say somewhere around 07-ish. They did two seasons. You could tell it was a bit influenced by Battlestar Galactica. Um, and it's set up a little bit like Star Trek Voyager. So they're on a ship that's far out. They have no control over the ship. And they're basically just flying through space. You know, and they start to, they're just trying to understand the ship and barely control it. You've got different factions. It was, it did not start out well. But, by the second season, it started to get really, really good, but it was too late, and they canned it.
0: Hmm. Ah, sounds like Dollhouse.
1: That Dollhouse in the Terminator show, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Right. I thought that got really good. Yep. Yeah. Man. A little Cersei before she was Cersei. That's right. Lena Headey.
0: First first time I ever saw her was... Uh, and we were talking about it because Laura was like, I know her from somewhere. And I was like, well, I know you haven't watched Dread, but <laughs> that's her. I saw her first.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's a great movie. Still on my list. You it's one that's weird. I... Whenever whenever I talk to you, I think about it, and you mention it, and it, it's something that's like jumps to the top of my list, but no one else do I know that talks about it. I never see it pop up on Netflix or Amazon or anything like that. It's it's one I just need to like go out of my way, find a copy, and, and watch it.
0: You need to find a copy of that, or, or rent it, or, or I don't care how you do it, but you would absolutely love Dread. It is... It's so good. It's so good. It is. <laughs> it is the perfect feel of the comic. It is. I. I mean, you know, everybody talks makes fun of you know Judge Dredd which is the the Stallone movie. Carl Urban, man, <laughs> ne- never see his face. Never. It's so good. He never I takes that the- helmet off.
1: I wonder if it's streaming anywhere. It used to be
0: on Netflix for a long time. I don't know if it's on there now, but um yeah, no. It's it's it. It, it also has one of my favorite like plot lines, or not really plot lines, but settings.
1: Yeah, you know, I not, like those con- contained settings.
0: Exactly, you're trapped in this area, and the whole the whole story takes place in this area. And I was like, I, that's when it, it clicked with me. So I watched it with my old roommates. And uh, one of them had already seen it because he works at a movie theater. And we were watching it. Well, we were watching a pirated version of it. So whatever. I, I didn't download it. My roommate did. And uh, he was telling me about it or, or talking about it while we were watching it. And I was kind of half paying attention but half not. But then when I, I realized, oh. That's just, like, the first ten minutes are outside. The rest of it takes place in this apartment complex that they can't get out of. I was like, ooh, I like this whole trapped
1: setting here. Yeah, me too. And it's so good. Epitomized epitomized by Cube for me. I love the Cube series. Yeah.
0: As cheesy as those are.
1: Yeah, as cheesy as those are.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Where did I see that? I watched... Cube is one of those movies... There's a few movies that I remember seeing as a teenager because uh, it would be like midnight to 2 a.m. on Stars. They would play these weird (laughs) movies that you've never heard of before. And Cube was one of them. I watched it. Uh, Another one is The Park is Mine. Have you ever heard of The Park is Mine? Nope. Okay. So it stars Tommy Lee Jones, of all people. And it's about this guy who is a Vietnam vet who is having flashbacks of Vietnam while he's in Central Park. And he takes over Central Park and fights off – it's Rambo if it took place in Central Park. Not Rambo. First Blood. Uh, So he's fighting off cops and stuff like that. It's so strange. And if you look up, I remember the because I, I looked it up on IMDb one time because it, it clicks in my head. Remember that time when you were like seventeen? You watched The Park Is Mine on Stars, and I look it up. <laughs> and if you look up, uh, like on IMDb, like the cover, the VHS cover of this movie, it looks like an Atari like cover, <laughs> like the art. Oh and yeah. everything.
1: he's got a Yankees hat, and he's like in the middle of the jungle. It looks so
0: stupid. I gotta find that picture now.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It does look awful. In fact, I may... Good, good awful.
0: Yeah. In fact, I may have Ken, uh, for this episode, just use that picture as <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the picture for this episode. The park is... i Yep, that's it. <laughs> oh my god, it's so stupid looking. Oh...
1: Made for cable outing <laughs> nice
0: yep that is it yeah there's there's just some really weird like every once in a while stuff will pop up in my head and I'm just like that's whenever I saw that on stars that time. There you go. The Hi-Fi stereo VHS cover is the, yeah, that's the one. I'll just have to save that and send it to Ken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's got this other guy in it too.
0: You Yafet,
1: about the, Yafet Kodo? Yeah,
0: he was the the main villain in um Live and Let Die.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was also in Alien. Alien. I also I like him a lot in uh the he was in the Running Man. Where is
0: it? Yeah, he was. I wasn't he? was that him?
1: Yeah, and the guy I know him or the movie I know him the most from is Midnight Run. I don't know Midnight Run. Oh, uh, if you haven't seen that, that's that's like a quintessential eighties movie. It's De Niro is basically a bounty hunter and he's trying to get this guy who stole some money from a company. And basically bring him back to stand justice. And I think the mob's after that guy. So he doesn't want, obviously, to go back in because he knows he'll be killed. And he didn't actually do any Like, he stole money from bad guys, so he's not really a bad guy himself. But De Niro's trying to bring him in. And this guy, Yafet Kodo, is, like, the FBI agent or a CIA agent or somebody who's trying to capture this guy as well. Yeah. I don't know. But like, he, he, he plays like this a super straight-faced uh, FBI agent in that movie. But you, you should watch it. Midnight Run's a real good 80s movie.
0: Okay. It's got Charles Grodin in it, the the father from Beethoven.
1: Uh, this guy was in Freddy's Dead also.
0: Hmm. He's still alive.
1: He hasn't made too many movies lately, though.
0: Well, he was born in 1939, so... Yeah. He's getting up there. He's probably
1: just tired. Wait. Okay, okay. It looks like he played in a 2008 movie, a comedy spoof, where he has the same name, Alonzo Mosley, that he does when he was in Midnight Run. That's interesting. That's weird. Comedy sequel? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to watch The Park is Mine. But I would recommend you watch Midnight Run. It's a classic.
0: uh, This Park is Mine is not a classic. (laughs) I'll just go ahead and say that. It's got Tommy
1: Lee Jones and it says Made for Cable.
0: Yeah, this is. I think this was before Tommy Lee Jones got really popular. You know, obviously this is before The Fugitive and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah, I have a couple of friends. We do bad action movie nights. This seems like it could be the kind of movie that would fit in there pretty well.
0: Yeah, if I remember correctly, I find I found the movie bizarre. But I think there was also a lot of boring parts in it. I can't remember. I've only seen it one time, and it was when I was like eighteen. So I don't know. But yeah. Uh, oh, have you seen us yet?
1: No, I haven't seen us. The next movie I'm gonna see is Pet Cemetery. Well, the next new movie I'm gonna see is Pet Cemetery. Right. You, that's what
0: this is it next month?
1: It's next Thursday. Hm, there you go. So yeah, next month but also next week. Yeah. Okay. Actually I've been I've been on a real Stephen King kick lately. Uh while I was just back at my parents' place I picked up a bunch of old Stephen King books. Um I just in preparation for the new movie watched the original Pet Cemetery last week. And, uh, definitely not as scary as I remember it. This is one of only, I would say, about four movies in my life that have scared the crap out of me.
0: Like when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, because I watched it when I was 10 years old at, like, midnight. And, man, I remember being scared to death when I went to the bathroom and a, a cat jumped off the counter. <laughs> given that the cat plays such a prominent role in Pet Cemetery. Yep. Uh,. Yeah, I love that movie. And the scene, there's one scene in it where, you know, right after they move to the town, the, the father of the family is a doctor, and he's operating on a guy. The guy dies, but then he just sits up on the table very abruptly. And I remember him sitting up on the table. I almost shat myself as a 10-year-old.
0: It's been a while wow. since I've seen Pet Cemetery. It seems like every time I do see it, I'm catching the very end of it. So I get to see the little evil kid yeah i want to play with you and then
1: yeah that like (laughs) so that you know that little phone call when he says with that i played with judd and then i played with mommy and now i want to play with you like that's creepy but so much of the end of that movie is not as scary as i remember like there's one part where he's definitely he's fighting cage the the baby yeah but it's so clearly a doll that he's (laughs) holding on to like, the limbs are kind of flopping around. Like, they're clearly doll limbs. <laughs> and he, like, throws it, and it's just, like, it's got no mass to it. Like, that is just straight-up funny.
0: I thought it was funny whenever he injects the kid with the with the the poison, I guess. Yeah. And he's, like, falling over. And I was like, that's actually a little kid falling over right there. I was like, what? I was like... They would, like, they actually had that kid-like fall, but then it's also weirdly, like, shot, so it possibly may be in reverse.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, what? That's such a weird scene. Yeah, the whole, that whole end is is weird. Like, I don't know if it's when the father goes over there or not, but the baby comes out with the top hat and cane. Yep. But, But why? Like, what? Why – like none of the other people who come back have an odd sense of fashion. <laughs> and there's no reason for that. like he was just trying to murder Judd. He takes the scalpel. He slices his Achilles. Okay, that's that's so terrifying that's, just seeing that. It, still oh, made yeah. me cringe. It
0: still makes me cringe too even though it looks totally fake.
1: Yeah, it looks totally – it's clearly not a real foot but just the thought of – because it doesn't – he doesn't just like slice it and they spurt blood. Like normally like that that's what happens every time they cut somebody's neck or somebody bites a neck you know there's just blood everywhere and it covers up whatever prosthetic or whatever they had this like the whole leg is fake, so the scalpel goes in so deeply it splits it, <laughs> yeah, it really splits it, and that's that's what makes that so visceral feeling yeah <laughs> God it's not just it a swipe, her. yeah
0: that was yeah that was a so that was a that went to theaters, right? That didn't go to... Yeah, that, yeah, definitely did. That wasn't a um, a direct to... Uh, or a made-for-TV movie, as many Stephen Kings are.
1: Yeah, I believe the sequel was also a made-for-TV movie.
0: Mm. Yeah. I gotta- Which
1: I did vaguely like, because it's got Edward Furlong in it.
0: I know a um, uh, co-worker of mine who is listening to an audiobook. He's listening to The Stand... And I was like, well, I'll see you in like 400 hours. So,
1: <laughs> Yeah, The Stand is Good. It, I think, is is my favorite audiobook of Stephen King because it's read by one of my absolute all-time favorite actors, Stephen Webber. Okay. And yeah. he just, he does a, an amazing job at reading that book. And the books are already, I mean, The, the Stand and It are, 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 are I think, his hands down two best books, just two best works. Probably even It, I like better. Just because of, it feels more grounded because the kids are, you know, they're all going through stuff. And, you know, it's such an easy metaphor for, hey, we're all going through shit in our life. Um, whereas the stand is a bit more fantastical to me. So of the two, I like the fact that it feels more grounded. Um, and so it's already a story that I really, really like. And I've, I've read it a couple of times. And then to have Steven Weber, who I also like, read it and do such a good job with the emotions. I just like that's just such a perfect pairing.
0: Stephen Weber was in a few Stephen King movies, right?
1: It certainly was. He was in Desperation, at least, and the remake of The Shining. The, that's right, the, the remake of The, of the Shining.
0: Shining. That was it. He played uh, he played the dad.
1: Yep, the much more faithful but not as well regarded version of of that book. Yep, I remember that. I also what what else has this guy been in? Pet Cemetery 2. This guy Clancy Brown. Do you know that name?
0: Clancy Brown. Who do you play?
1: He plays the father in Pet Cemetery 2. He also plays the main guard in Shawshank Redemption or what, one of the main guards.
0: Okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um he's in Westworld, right?
1: Pretty sure he is. Is he?
0: Thought he was. I know he, he was in Starship Troopers.
1: Yep, he was in Starship Troopers. I could have sworn this man was in
0: Westworld. He's in Detroit. He plays Hank in Detroit.
1: Yep, that's where, he's, that's where I know him from recently, yeah.
0: Oh.
1: He's been uh, in and around the Stephen King universe a fair amount. Yeah. He was in Rick and Morty one episode. There's a lot of voice work now. Yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda. Gem. Interesting. Clancy <laughs> Brown. Yep. I no I'm not sure. I, I've seen the preview for the new Pet Cemetery. I don't love the cast at first sight, but maybe it's because I just watched the original, and I those people... F- Fit those roles in my mind so well, like no, who could be a better Gage than that little baby? I don't, I can't imagine a, a better killer baby.
0: The uh, fun fact: the 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 kid that played Gage is the same kid who, um, in uh, Kindergarten Cop, says boys have a penis and girls have a <laughs> vagina.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> I forgot that, but yeah.
0: Yep let's see he was he's he's always been the kid and everything obviously he's not now because well he's good lord how old is he now he was born in 86 so he's a year younger than me so he's in his 30s now
1: no longer the baby
0: yep I don't know
1: John Lithgow, can I take him seriously? I don't know.
0: You sure can if you watch Dexter season four.
1: I don't know, I just watched Daddy's Home or whatever movie that is. I'm not serious in that movie either.
0: Well um, and Dexter, he was probably the best villain. <laughs> he played the Trinity Killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we'll see. John Lithgow's in the new Pet Cemetery.
1: Yeah, he's the one that plays Judd. Really? Like the the old neighbor? Yeah. I think I only saw the preview once, but I think he plays the neighbor. It can't be the monster guy, can it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What's that guy's name? Can you think of his name?
1: Yeah. Who's the original guy?
0: Fred Gwynne. Herman Munster. (laughs) Uh, He died in 1993.
1: Can't be him. Nope. But yeah, actually, it's kind of interesting. I I had joined a little while ago a Stephen King Facebook fan group. Okay. And then it happened to pop up because of the new movie a subgroup within that of people from Dublin were going to go watch the movie and it happens to be that I'll be arriving in Dublin the day the movie comes out. So I'm going to go watch this movie in Ireland with a bunch of Irish people.
0: Well, that sounds like quite the... Well, it it sounds like a lot of work, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot of work to watch it, but kind of cool that there's a group of people already excited to watch it. No, there you go. So I'm looking forward to that. I even have a Pet cemetery shirt from a while ago that I'm going to dig out and bring with me. Did you ever watch The Dark Tower? Yes, I did. I Um, I
0: still have not seen it.
1: I still don't know if I would recommend anybody sees it. I feel like I was okay with it, but... Only because I knew it was going to not at all resemble the series that I love.
0: Okay, so as a movie, not as a, a Stephen King adaptation book thing, is it an
1: okay movie? I. Uh, it's a hard question to answer. How's Matthew McConaughey in it? I. Not as memorable as I expected him to be. Okay. I mean, I think he does a fine job. I think they both do a fine job. It's got star power. Um, I What it sort of did that I thought would have been amazing if they had really gone all in on this concept is to essentially show the story from the kid's perspective. Mm-hmm. Because that way there would be no expectation that it actually resembles the books at all. So that was, as I was watching it, I was like, "This is really cool. This is a you know a really neat way to do this, where you don't, you don't, you don't shit on the story that came before it, and you also don't try to encapsulate the entire series in a movie, such that you prevent the next movie from being made." Right. This is it's almost like an alternate version. So I, I don't know. I didn't hate the movie. But I went into it so much feeling that I should hate it, that it felt weird not hating it. But I still don't know if it was any good. I need to watch it again without sort of all of the weight of expectations that I had going into it the first time. But I remember really thinking it while I watched it, hey, if they're doing this from Jake's perspective, that's a really neat way to sidestep all of the potential issues that would come from – obviously trying to adapt a seven book series into one movie right so i i don't know i between that idea and the really cool movie poster like those are probably my two favorite things about it
0: the the thing so do they have is the train in it at all
1: no i don't think so okay certainly not as a character not a like a not like it is in the book Right. I, I can't say that there was no train ever in the movie but it was not a part of the
0: movie it wasn't a murderous train that was ma- making you solve riddles
1: nope but there were a lot of neat little references in it so I'd almost be I almost say it's worth watching it just for the Stephen King references
0: okay maybe one day maybe if it hits Netflix
1: yeah I'm far far more excited about the Game of Thrones style show that... I believe it's Netflix picked up. Maybe Amazon.
0: They picked up a... A... Dark Tower
1: TV show? Yes, they certainly did. They've already cast Young Roland. I believe... It's Amazon that did it. I believe they're going to focus, as the graphic novels did, a little bit more on... the younger version... Of Roland, as opposed to following the books to the letter.
0: So it's going to be based kind of like on Wizard and Glass, maybe.
1: Yeah, I think that in a, in a bit like the again, kind of expanding that universe. So it, it'll have probably characters from Wizard and Glass. I don't know if it'll follow the storyline from right. it. I haven't heard much on the storyline other than that it's going to be him younger.
0: Okay, so before all the bad stuff happened. Yeah, or well the world had already ended but
1: <laughs> yeah so most of the bad stuff's happened I guess Yeah.
0: okay well I, yeah I...
1: just that that's the way this series should have been done anyway is sort of a high budget long form storytelling like Game of Thrones right I mean well, I, maybe that's my bias just because I love it thinking that that's the way it would be done best but that's probably true of essentially every fantasy series that's true I mean there's no better precedent than Game of Thrones for any of those long fantasy series. I mean that's clearly the best fantasy adaptation in TV, so anything that can try and approximate that that you know that's at least a good model.
0: I uh, I hope Netflix does really good for The Witcher. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It's supposed to be a younger Geralt.
1: They, is there any kind of time frame for when that's going to come out?
0: I think I'm pretty sure it's still filming right now. I'm not entirely sure because they've you know you saw the whole preview of Henry Cavill as Geralt, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. They haven't actually said. Yeah, I'm sitting here talking about movies and TV shows. <laughs> still, still, you know. It, so I, I we got big into Riverdale. Oh yeah. Uh did you watch Riverdale?
1: I watched season one and absolutely loved it.
0: Yeah. We, we we're caught up as far as Netflix goes. So we're, we we yeah. finished season two, waiting on season three right. to hit. Um did you watch the chilling adventures of Sabrina?
1: No, I started it but did not I only saw the first episode.
0: Gotcha. It's okay. Um I don't think I enjoy Riverdale more than Sabrina I don't know why you do or don't I do okay. I, I I enjoy Riverdale more than Sabrina um I don't know uh, why uh, Sabrina's coming back next month it's oh okay yeah they, they've already I mean they they started filming as soon as they finished that one the first season. And to be honest with you, they, they released like a Christmas episode, like in December, like late December. That was probably the best episode of the entire thing that I liked so far. Because it was like a Christmas special. And then once right. again, they were kind of trapped in their house kind of thing. Yep. I don't, maybe I just like, you know, <laughs> maybe I like home invasion movies. I don't know where you're stuck, where you're trapped in your home.
1: Yeah, like scream.
0: Yeah, essentially. But uh, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. I still like Riverdale better.
1: Yeah, um, I gotta watch season two of Riverdale.
0: Uh, the, what surprised me the most was like, you know, obviously they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do a darker take on Sabrina, the teenage witch," and yeah, they do. Um, they straight up. I guess they don't really care their audience. They're just straight up like, yeah, we get our power from Satan, <laughs> and uh, you know, the Dark Lord is is we we, we worship him. And I'm just like, man, they just go for it, don't they? Apparently, the the Church of Satan uh, is trying to sue Netflix in the show because they use, wow. yeah, they use a depiction of Satan, a statue, that say that they say that that's copyright. So you copyrighted Satan, <laughs> which I guess is the ultimate sin. <laughs> but yeah, I did read that. Um, gosh, I feel like I'm just filling time now. But no, it's, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of stuff. We're just watching stuff. Seems like that's what I do now. I don't really play that many games anymore. Mm. I picked up the show. Been playing oh, you it. did pick up the show. Yeah, I do it. I, I think I'm on a three-year cycle. I picked up 16, enjoyed it. That's all I needed for about three years. <laughs> yeah. So I picked up 19. Just playing Road to the Show, really.
1: Yeah, how did the Braves do today, actually?
0: I have no idea. I, uh, I got drafted by the Orioles, so... I didn't choose. I, like, I I don't like that. So anytime I do a road to the show, they're like, do you want to be on your favorite team? I'm like, no, just just randomize it. I want to see who I get. Yeah. And uh, the last road to the show I was with the Cardinals. And this year, or this season, I'm with the uh, Orioles. Working my way up through AA. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a while since I played the show.
0: Yeah. I'm enjoying it
1: yeah it's, i I'd get jazzed up for it because you know today being opening day uh, you know I'm as into baseball as i'm gonna be at the moment uh but again i you know i haven't finished resident evil I, I don't know I've got so many games to play at the moment uh actually yesterday um we um
0: me and my uh my buddy chris uh, my best man at my wedding you met him yep um he came over and we finished, uh, Leon's campaign in, uh, Resident Evil. Uh, excellent. So that's, that's how long it took me because I bought that game day one. Chris yep. came over and we put five hours into it and I didn't touch it until he came over yesterday. <laughs> 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 and we beat Leon's campaign and started Claire B. And then, well, it was like eight o'clock at night and it's like, well, we, we have to, we have families to go to. So. Yep. There you go. But yeah, now Resident Evil 2 remake. I mean, that's my game of the year. I, I highly doubt I will play anything that will top that. Yeah,
1: me either. How, I love Sekiro so far. Uh, f- I'm only probably about three or four hours in. Mm-hmm.
0: So have you left the police station yet?
1: Uh No, I got to the second half of it, the east side of it. Right. I did a few things on the east side. That's about it. Gotcha. Still fairly early. Yeah, no, it's, it's,
0: it's something about that game. So, like, you know, Chris and I were both, we were trading off every once in a while. He'd play, I'd play. Yeah. And by the end of that day, the first day that we played it, by the end of that day, we were like getting chased by Mister X, and we would pause the game, like, okay, he's right behind me. I gotta find out, figure out a way. Wait, we got this key. We need, to, <laughs> we need to make it back to this door, and like, how do we get there? We're looking at the map, and then Chris, like, you can't go that way because the door's blocked. And I'm um, like, we had that freaking map memorized by the end of that day, <laughs> and I was that's just awesome. like, that. But that's how good that game is. That's how good that game, like teaches you the layout of the police station and it teaches you all the different things and the different hazards in such a, such a well done way. It's so good. Oh man. Like it's, uh, I I can't wait. So like, I know people who have like, you know, there's an achievement for beating that game in like 16,000 steps or something like that. (laughs) And I'm just like, You'd have to have that place completely memorized, know exactly where to go. I can't remember how many steps it is, but it's like a a limited amount of steps. Yeah. And I know people have done it. And I kind of want to do it.
1: So do you think they'll remake Resident Evil 3?
0: Yeah. I think so. Are you kidding me? I think probably
1: for the same reason they made 3 the first time, which is, hey, we could reuse half of 2. It's true. You know, we've already got it half done. Look at that.
0: I think, I think, uh, a remake of three is going to happen. In fact, I think that's probably the next thing they'll be working on. Um, Capcom, man, they are, they're knocking it out of the park lately. Yep. I mean, they've had, you know, starting with like Resident Evil 7. Like Resident Evil 7 was fantastic. Monster Hunter World was every Monster Hunter player's dream. Uh, Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. Mega Man 11. And Resident Evil Two Remake, they are just on fire right now. That's yeah, so.
1: amazing what happens when when your games are all high quality like that.
0: Exactly. So, yeah, and Resident
1: like- Evil Two. I, like, I still I put it in. I got home from one of my trips probably a week ago and put it in, and I was just like, I can't believe that I'm playing this game. This is like what I dreamed of for years. Mm-hmm. You know, having played the original Resident Evil 2, I'm like, this is still, like... I'm still giddy. This is, like, day one still.
0: Playing Resident Evil 2 Remake made me feel like I was 13 playing Resident Evil 2 the first time. Like, that, like that, I hadn't had that feeling in a very long time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's such a good atmosphere, and it's it strikes such a good balance of reminding me of the first game, but also being... Gorgeous and new and fresh. I don't know. I, I'm i certainly digging it. Which is why I, I didn't want to buy Sekiro. Because I'm like, look, I, I shouldn't. Even if I had some time to play this, I, I shouldn't play it. Because I have the game that I've been dreaming of for a decade at home. But I guess I just need like a week off. <laughs> I can't bring myself to buy that game because I haven't,
0: I haven't beat Dark Souls 2. 3, Bloodborne. I, I, I have... I can't go into another one of those games without... I have so many games I've never beaten. Yep. I mean, I still have
1: The Witcher 3 that I've never beaten. Yeah, me too. That one actually still burns a little hole in my heart every time I think about it. Every time I think about it. We played
0: through The Witcher 1 and 2 because we saw the trailer for 3. <laughs> And now we don't even like. I haven't beat three. And that's the game that that's the game that we we went through all that. We we fucking. Do you understand how hard it was to go through the first Witcher game? <laughs> <laughs> we went through so much of this, all to get to, to get the, to where we are. To get to where we are, and we don't even play it.
1: Yeah, Good I gosh. mean, if we if neither one of us have touched it, we we ought to do that for a Phoenix Down and just, you know, that's. What else are we going to do? I mean, other than the fact that we're in the year of the bad game. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind just sitting down with that, recapping where we are in the game. I know you're farther than me. I'm a good probably 30 hours in that game. you quite a bit farther than me, then. Yeah. I guess I'm probably only about 10 to 12 hours in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. I do
1: have some games. We talked about... Uh, Dead Space 3, co-oping that one. That's an easy one. Yeah, it would be an easy one, but... It's one I'd, I'd like to get back to someday.
0: Absolutely. We'll see how long this bad game thing keeps going. I, I, I'm fine with sticking with the theme, but... Yep, it's...
1: and, and I'm, I'm feeling better now. I mean, by the time we got to the end of... What, the third game? I... I was I was not loving it at that moment. It was not McDonald's style. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Sonic was super frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Again, um, not in the not in such a terrible way that like I would want to stop doing it, but I did have a twinge of what What are we doing? This is like this isn't even like alone in the dark fun bad but good. It's just shit.
0: Yeah. so you, I, th- I think we need to start st- staying away from broken games. Yeah. And, and Sonic 06 was broken. And uh, it, broken games just aren't fun to play. While you can have a bad game like, I, I didn't enjoy my time with Damnation, but I could play it. Um... The quiet man was easy because that was, I mean, I know we have, we're supposed to be talking about it today, but I don't, I don't know where Anthony is. Um, he's not answering my text, but, uh, he's probably asleep because he has to work night shift. So.
1: Yeah. It's an interesting one. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Although, if they hadn't come out with the audio version of it, it would have been a frustrating game.
0: Do you think so? Because I've only put, I only made it to the, to past the cutscene where we're talking to the mob boss guy. And I'm just like,
1: I don't care. In, in the audio, like the, even, second in, later,
0: even in the audio one, I'm just like, I just don't care.
1: Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much about it because.
0: I don't actually know. There's
1: not that much there to begin with.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently Anthony knows the plot, and he was he was wanting me to not play any more of the audio, and so he could hear my reaction to him telling me what the plot
1: Uh, of it is. So I did play through the whole thing twice, so I I've heard the plot now. Okay. But again, we'll save it. But yeah, I mean, uh, Sonic was a little disheartening. Unearthed, I felt like was pointless. And then Secret Service is where I was just like, what what are we doing? This is the biggest piece of shit I've ever played. <laughs> like Literally, I I'm not sure I've had less fun playing a game maybe ever in my life than with Secret Service.
0: So you, you dislike Secret Service more than Sonic 06?
1: Yes. Man.
0: Man, you guys probably I, should have played the 360 version.
1: I'm not saying it's a better game, because Sonic... Oh six is bad and is broken, but in my mind, at least, it's Sonic. Although, <laughs> although even even my love for Sonic gets taken down a notch hearing Tales and how annoying he is, and how much of like a seven year old he is. Yeah, I know he's supposed to be juvenile, but you know, just now as I'm looking through all these old comics from. Twenty-five years ago, no, was, was it that? Yeah, twenty-five years ago, nineteen ninety-three was when the Sonic series came out, and I bought every issue off of a stand. It wasn't even like a comic shop; it was off of a stand in a convenience store, you know. And I just, you know, that that was like the peak of my Sonic love when I was a ten-year-old boy. Um, loved the games, loved the comics, loved everything about it. So. So Sonic O Six is is again still weird for me because it's so bad and it it shits all over those memories. But on the other hand, at least it's Sonic, so I don't know. There's at least one reason to like it. Whereas Secret Service, I did not have a reason. I don't think I could go back and finish it even. Yeah. Whereas Whereas Damnation, I did. I you know I I kept playing it and, and finished the game. So,
0: well, I mean. There you go. That's different strokes, I guess.
1: Yeah, but you know, something like haze is, is again maybe more interesting to discuss because it's not so bad that it's unmitigated crap.
0: Yeah, you know, no. Yeah, yeah haze played bad fine.
1: Yeah. yeah, it played fine, and it's in, it's more interesting to me, I guess, to discuss what could have been and design decisions. As opposed to, you know, something like Secret Service that never had the budget to be good, or Sonic that who, who knows? I guess it must have just been so rushed that you know I, it, it is bad, but it, I don't think anybody chose for it to be that bad. Hayes is almost more interesting because they made those decisions to to have the game be the way it is. Yeah, and in some ways that's true of Quiet Man as well, I guess, because it's certainly not low budget like Secret Service was.
0: No. That's the, the the thing about the Quiet Man, is that they had they had two things that really ruined that game. The the combat and the fact that it's well, it's completely muted. But
1: <laughs> so you're saying when you're in combat and when you're out of combat?
0: Well, see, that's the thing. Is like even like like the the. I think the game actually looks good. Yep, and you know, I mean, it, it's weird that they did you know cutscenes in game as well as live action cutscenes. Um, they were obviously trying to tell a story, and I guess they were trying to do a unique one, but I don't know what their reasoning was behind that. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I said, we'll we'll save it for the show, but I mean we've we've wasted a good hour here. Hopefully everybody enjoyed us talk about movies and T V shows that we've been watching or reminiscing on.
1: And looking forward to.
0: And looking forward to. Uh you should probably watch us. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, that's I I, I almost went to the movies last week and that would have been what I watched.
0: Yeah. It's uh Well, you know, uh Jordan Peele is going to be hosting and producing a new Twilight Zone series.
1: Yep. CBS All Access. Yeah. Which is annoying because I don't want another service, but Star Trek Discovery got really good after the first couple episodes. Yeah. And that and Twilight Zone, that's at least enough for me to subscribe for a couple of months, maybe.
0: Yeah, that's true. So... I don't know. Us is pretty good. I still think I like Get Out better.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's that's one of the things I'm curious to mull over because I liked Get Out, but I didn't love it. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm curious to see where Us falls relative to Get Out.
0: Uh, knowing your taste, you'll probably like Us better. But mm. the issue is is that on the surface level, it's great. Um, but if you try and think deeper then you'll notice that there's a lot of plot holes in there. Uh I don't I don't want to get into spoiler territory because well, you haven't seen it and the movie came out a week ago. So Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um the best thing to do is just, is basically take that movie at face value. Cause if you start like digging deeper into it and thinking about stuff, you're like, that doesn't make any sense. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, definitely check it out when you can.
1: Yeah, I I think I will,
0: but yeah, I guess we're going to get out of here. Sorry. Sorry. We're not having the quiet man. Um, we'll, 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 I guess we'll talk about it next week. um, But we had a nice little intermission show. Hopefully that kept everybody sedated for now.
1: (laughs) Keep them sedate. Keep the masses sedated.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know we've got quiet little episode. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, next week, I guess we'll be doing the quiet man. Um, and hopefully, uh, after that, we'll see. I know, Matt, you're going to be gone for a little while. Um, we may hold off on Shinmu until you get back. Uh, so that may be. We may have a game in between there. Um, while Matt's gone, I'm not entirely sure. We'll just have to play it by ear. Um, but if that's the case, you know, so be it. We want to have Matt here for Shenmue because we all own it. I know everybody's excited for it. we got some people playing along with us and stuff like that. So I, I want to make sure everybody's here for that one uh, so we can find those sailors. <laughs> but uh, that's it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. I hope you guys have a great week. And until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. Have a great one. And we'll be back next week, hopefully, with The Quiet Man.